We don't have to fight We don't have to kill Everybody in the wide world Really just needs to chill No, we don't have to fuss No, no, no Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Just Chill with Oliver George This is episode 102 And it's also the season 4 finale episode And I couldn't be happier about the guest I have in studio He's a very, very funny human being Who I would argue is one of the most treasured acts working here in Ottawa But before we get into it Comedian, I should say Before we get into it, I want to remind you If you are... Uh, watching right now, but you would prefer an audio only version. You can get that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and other places like that. If you are listening to me on one of those, though, come over here to YouTube and help me out. Hit that subscribe button. It's uh, really appreciated on my end. So if you could do that, I would thank you so much. And finally, if you want to reach out to me, maybe with a cool guest idea or some general feedback about the program, you can send me an email at justchillpodcasting at gmail.com or hit me up on social media. And finally, whatever merch we have left, I have five of these stickers left. So if you want one, now's the time to uh, send me an email and I'll send you one to your address free of charge. Back to the guest, the man of the hour, as I often say, a very, very funny person who has opened for the likes of Tom Green and John Doerr, amongst others. Well, the, the John Doerr one got canceled. <laughs> he was set to open for I, legends like John Doerr. I have the potential to open for John Doerr. That's a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's still impressive, though. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's worth cool. mentioning. Uh, and he is also one half of the comedic duo, Lebanese Weight Watchers, alongside George Asili. I'm talking about Cesar McCool. Thank you so much for coming, dude. How are you doing? Did you have George on already? No, I haven't. I've, okay. I've talked to him a few times. I remember talking to him when I think we were both starting out years and years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did a show with him. I can't even remember if it was Montreal or, or somewhere like that. But yeah. Oh, when he was first starting out? Yeah, I've and he was super intense. Where, like, yeah. I would try to talk to him and shoot the shit before because that that's kind of how I do to, to lessen my anxiety and just sort of distract myself or whatever. And he was just standing there, like, going over his shit. Yeah. And he would be polite, but you could tell he didn't really want to engage. Yeah, he, he's he's less intense and more, like, uh, like awkward mess. You know what I mean? He just uh, <laughs> he just doesn't like looking at people. And he's, inten <laughs> he's intense on stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, his stage presence is a whole other thing. <laughs> I, like, to that, be witnessed. That thing is within him, you know? He is that guy to a certain <laughs> extent but to anyone who hasn't seen george perform they're probably wondering what we're talking about but he, he has a, a very commanding presence on stage where yeah. he'll tell people i'm your father and stuff like yeah <laughs> you know he, he's very direct with people and, and has no qualms about talking shit right to their face yeah if you want to see george i don't know come out to we, we don't have any i'm not plugging anything but <laughs> come to ottawa come to ottawa and come to Yux, or montreal and go to an open mic and you you might see him there oh that's right he's in montreal now yeah well, you also are, are like, kind of like that on stage as well. Like you have no problems with sticking it to the audience. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's a lot of just the, the basis of it is probably insecurity at some point. Like I always, if somebody walks into a room, I have to be ready to make fun of them <laughs> in case they make fun of me, you know? Yeah. But nowadays I, I don't think like that anymore, but I still, I guess, have that weapon to my... I was going to ask you that actually because I've... Uh... I remember seeing you, I've seen you many times over the years performing, and I feel like you are way more doing the crowd work stuff these days. Like it's, it's almost your whole yeah. stage time sometimes. Well, it's, it's 50, 50. And then a lot, a lot of it is stuff that I've written, but I always try to just, just work on jokes. Cause you uh, like, that's still important. You know, I don't yeah, want yeah. to deviate from that, but you know, sometimes you get caught up and you just. Well, that's what I mean. I've never felt when you go to stage that you don't have stuff prepared, but it's yeah. just like you just seem to 
yeah. always get comments from the audience and you always just walk all over them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like uh, it's like uh, some samurai shit. Like you want to be the, the <laughs> you want to be one with co like you want to be the same as you are off stage on stage type thing. So if I'm going up there and I'm like citing a joke, even though obviously there's merit to rhythm within a joke, you know, and timing and all that. But I feel like that's not my style, you know. I just go up there and talk like I'm talking to you or whatever. Yeah, you're very you have a very casual, you don't seem like stressed out at all. I, mean, I, I am very stressed out, but, but yeah. not like uh, you don't seem internally like anxious or anything. I, I I sort of am, you know, before maybe during some if if I'm bombing, you know, you start yeah. to get the nerves. But no, yeah, I've seen you yeah. just killing it lately. And you I also uh, another thing I've noticed is that you have um, like the towel always over your yeah, shoulder yeah. now, and I really like that. It's kind of like a persona, you know. It, yeah, it wasn't meant for that, but I just in the summer, even in the, like I sweat a lot, even if I'm. Even if I'm in shape, I sweat. I think it just my dad sweats a lot. It's in the family. Yeah, yeah. You got those genes. So, and then so it ends up going in my eye. And then I, I start to get self-conscious that people could see me sweating. Yeah, I get And that. I'm like, I'm not sweating because I'm nervous. I'm sweating because I'm fat, you know, whatever. <laughs> and sweat burns in the eyes, man. It does, It's all yeah. salty and shit. And then I have to wipe it with my, with my hand. And I'm just like, let me bring a towel on. And it's sort of... It complements um, the whole thing, though, for some yeah. reason. It really works, you we, know? We made our own uh, signature towels. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. um, that we, you know, sold that show. Not not for money, but they were just cool to, like, advertise, you know? You're talking about yeah. Lebanese Weight Watchers? Lebanese Weight Watchers, yeah. So how'd you come up with that name? I don't know. It just, we're just, it was like 3 a.m. Uh, during COVID, and we just, I think George said it. I don't know who, we just came up with it. There's no, <laughs> there's nothing to it. It just is what it is, you know? I don't know. I, it sounded funny. You know? Yeah, sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. I mean, it's memorable for sure. Yeah, yeah, And George is Lebanese, I would imagine, then as well. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the whitest version of a Lebanese person you can <laughs> get, possibly. Yeah. He's still got immaculate hair, though. Great hair, great, yeah, great facial hair, too. He's just, the, he's an Adonis with it. <laughs> yeah. And you guys had a podcast under the same name, right? Yeah, uh, it's on Spotify. It's extremely inconsistent. I think we... Didn't release one for like three months, and then we released one like last week. How many episodes are there now? You think? Uh, I think the recent one was thirty-seven. Oh, there you but go. We have those are the ones we released. Like we used to do some during COVID. I think that we released on a different platform or something. Okay. Well, Th if people want to find like, it, at least there's a lot of stuff they can go through. Yeah, th those were not the best. I don't think it was like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like telling you not to go check it. Out. Yeah, listen. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it's hit or miss. Like you might click on one and be like, this is great. And then you click on the next one and it's the worst thing you've ever heard. <laughs> Did you guys have guests or no? Uh, we've had a few with guests, but they're mostly just our friends. Yeah. Uh, one of them, one of them we did with Dan Shields, who you, you know, <laughs> and it was more of like a, it was more of a gag more than anything. It wasn't like we were interviewing him. It was just like, oh, let's get Dan Shields on the to talk some shit. It would just be funny to get him on the podcast, you know? And yeah. Yeah, we got we have a lot of friends, other He was like the co-owner of Yuck Yucks for a while, right? Yeah, I mean, every like time. Ottawa, Yuck Yucks, I should say. It's just like, how much did he own? Like 5%? I know. I he was know. always like really nice to me, but he always had kind of some shady vibes too. And I'm not trying to start beef with Dan. Dan shields but yeah i mean listen i'm just gonna say no snitching but i i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna agree with what you said that's all <laughs> okay. well let's yeah let's move on from trash and him i haven't seen him in a while yeah anymore. i don't you know he i say a lot of this stuff 
to him, but yeah, I, it's he seems more like the kind of guy that wouldn't even be pissed. He he did have a good sense of humor. Always. Yeah, he makes fun of people too. He makes fun of me. He's just, you know, he's a he's a, f- a free spirit. Let's say. Let's put yeah. It like that. Well, you're talking about um, sweating. I also wanted to mention that you're one of the few people that I've seen who can wear shorts on stage because that used yeah. to be a big like faux pas. I did it once and I remember people gave me crap about it afterwards. Yeah, people yeah, people gave me crap in the beginning too. They still do sometimes, but it's like, I don't know. It's like, who cares if they're laughing? That's what I always said as well or it, thought. Yeah. It's like if I'm... If I'm making them laugh with shorts, then like, I don't know, I'm doing something where uh, it was supposed to be like a professionalism thing. Like, oh, you're never going to get Saturdays if you're wearing shorts. I wore, you know, listen, if you come to Yuck Yucks tonight, you can't because this is in the past now and you've missed your opportunity. (laughs) But I will be wearing shorts tonight on stage just because of this. uh, Oh, speaking of, um, you just reminded me of something, how this is going to be in the past, but I think this will be up before October 30th. I will be uh, returning to, so I, I do have something to plug. I will be returning to Codenames Live, okay. which is run by Tim Riel. Yeah, it's yeah. like an online, uh, I don't know, like a game show, basically, I guess I would call it. I'm going back on with Glenn Humplick. I don't know why I said his name so weird. Glenn Humplick. Uh, and my, I think it's my fourth time on there. It's always so much fun. You can go to Nerd Incorrect, I believe is his handle on Instagram to find out where to watch it on Twitch and all that. But check it out if you get a chance. October 30th, it's a Monday. I think it starts around eight seven thirty something like that so okay yeah i just cool. i knew i was gonna forget that i had to get in no no go ahead do your thing what's your show you can have you ever done you code names or no 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 i, I like i guess I, I don't know if people ask to be on those things or uh, or have been asked like I, I don't really i think it's a mix maybe yeah it's it's kind of a mix right if and you I, asked him i don't think he would be offended at all and he'd probably find a spot for you no i'm sure he would but i don't know i just don't like i don't like ask like I only ask when necessary, you know, if I'm asking for a weekend or something, I'll do that. But The reason I would implore you to ask is because I think that doing Codenames Live is like good for the soul. No joke. Yeah. I have such a good time. What and, kind of game? Like, what, what is it? Uh, in a nutshell, it's a game. It was based on a board game originally, and this is like the online version. But there's like 25 cards on, on the board that all have a, a word on them. Mm-hmm. And you have a partner, your, your Codenames teammate or whatever. And one of you is like playing the leader and you you get to see the, all the words, you know what they are. Okay. But some of them are are blue, let's say you're the blue team and you wanna get your partner to guess those. Yeah. Uh, and you don't want them to guess the red ones that are for the other team's words, right? Okay. So you're trying to find a new word that links the words that are already there. So like, uh, it's it's kind of hard to, to yeah, explain, yeah, but uh, fair enough. you pick like, oh, okay, I want them to guess these three words and this word I just came up with kind of connects those. Yeah. So you would say like, trumpet three or whatever the word was that you yeah. came up with and then you hope your partner based oh, on that word can figure out which words on the board you were trying to get them yeah, to pick. Yeah. but if they end up picking the other teams then you know it gives them a point or something yeah okay okay it's fun because it's so hard to be good at and yeah. then tim's kind of like uh chirping you a little bit like you know yeah. it's it's well, you roasting you chemistry too i guess with whoever you're doing it with mm-hmm. like Got to be on the same page. Well, the best thing to do is just not really, I don't want to say not care, but go into it just like going to have a good time. Yeah. Because there's people in the live chat that cut you up if you make a terrible guess or, <laughs> or you make a terrible suggestion. It's fun. How many like how many people in the... I don't know. I couldn't tell you what their their live numbers are. It was. It always felt like it was like 
It was flowing. 30 or 40 people, yeah, maybe. I, I, you know, enough people were engaging. That's more than enough in the stream, yeah. And it's if like you're really struggling, they'll give you hints sometimes to help you out. Okay, so, okay. Uh, it's a lot to manage. That's one thing I find is like, I'm, tr you know, you're already trying to come up with your, your clues or whatever, and then you're trying to also watch the chat. That can be a little bit much. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, once they get to the speed round in the end, too, it's it's insane. They give you like five seconds or something to come up with your word it's so stressful but yeah. in the kind of like the best way yeah i guess the main purpose is yeah, entertainment rather than uh, oh know, yeah out outcome of victory or whatever the you know no yeah i mean even after the show i think the show takes like an hour or something but then there's usually like two hours of just hanging out talking about the game after and yeah. like where you fucked up and somebody's okay. great moments and you know yeah. it's just a, a fun hangout that does uh, that does sound like fun i don't know if it's, i i still <laughs> probably won't ask but well you know what man next time um he asks me or i if i'm invited to come on or whatever I'll bring you as my partner. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Because yeah, I've I've done it with two different people twice yeah. each, or this will be the second time with Glenn. But okay, yeah, I'll do it. Fuck it. And hopefully this Look how uh, easy that was. Yeah, yeah there you go. I <laughs> that's asked called you. that's called ego, ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Anyway. Hopefully people go check it out though. Even if you don't check out the episode, I'm going to be on because it, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I think it's a cool interactive thing to be a part of. Yeah. So shout out to Tim and Code Names. Well, let's talk about comedy and, and you getting into comedy, because I always think that's an interesting question to ask people. Everybody gets in at different ages. And I wanted to specifically know as well, like, uh, is, was your family supportive of all that? Yeah, I, I didn't really tell them, like, it, it's not that they're not, they just don't care, kind of. Now they're starting to care a little bit because they see that I'm committed to it. Well, and you're succeeding, making it to yeah. the finals of the competition this summer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. But they're they're like they're from lebanon like they don't really know what stand-up is like we're still <laughs> in lebanon we're still at like tyler perry type humor where it's like a, <laughs> a dude dressing up like a woman and then uh, the nutty professor or something yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and going up on stage and like you know and um so they like there's some stand-up clips that they see but it's not enough for them to really understand what it is you know mm. um <clears throat> but that's interesting how different parts of the world will get media on kind of like the back burner. Yeah. Well, North, I feel like North America has the most developed for sure for stand up. Like UK obviously is good too. Yeah. If you look well, at the Canada best. Well, Canada is great too. I mean. But that's have, what I mean. North, like. Oh Canada, yeah, you said Canada, North America. Yeah, yeah. My bad. I thought you said the States. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Canada has just like, I guess you would call them hidden gems just because they're not famous but they're as good as the american yeah they don't get the same exposure yeah but and then uh, there's a bunch of canadians who just move to the states and then they get famous <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah that's the tried and true method but it's hard i feel like it's hard if you're like me you know like you just like if i were to move next year it's like uh, who's to say that this is even a job for me you know it's like if you get famous here and then try to move yeah, there you've got like just for laughs under your belt or something it's much easier yeah. because they're like okay i think they give it to you based on if you're gonna have a like career or if you got a job in the states or whatever i don't know how that works but for green cards or i don't know yeah if you got like signed up to do but a, i think you a need a reason yeah yeah and it's like oh i'm doing open mics every night and they're like get, get the fuck out of our car you know you're wasting yo it's crazy because uh i mean up here i feel like if you want to get a spot at an open mic, maybe not at Yucks or whatever, but even Yucks, if you put your thing in every month, you'll get picked sooner or yeah. later to go up. But there's so many nice open mics around here and welcoming communities and stuff that if you want to try a stand up or if you've done it a bit and you want to get back into it, you can find those spots. Yeah. But we just went to LA on our honeymoon and holy shit, man. Like I went to the comedy store and they had this, uh, I, 
it was like an open mic thing. You could show up and kind of put your name in the bucket and try to get up. And I was yeah. like, man, that'd be so cool. And uh, I thought it was going to be around three minutes. So I figured, okay, I'm going to play this one comedy song. And then I get there and they're telling me it's only two minutes. You get, you get a two minute set. Yeah. What am I going to say in two minutes? Hi, what the, f what is two minutes? Just... I know, right? I mean, Kill Tony does one minute, but that, you know that going in that you got. But that's just... a format. Like there's yeah. an interview after and, and there's a, like a bunch of factors to it. I'm, I'm showing up to an open mic run by a guy who looks like me with long hair. Yeah. And he, he's giving me two minutes. I'm, I'm running the light. I'm not doing. Well, this was the comedy store to be fair, but Still, yeah. I was looking around at other alternatives and a lot of the, the lesser than places had similar like three minute sets for the open mic and you'd read reviews on Reddit and it's like, yeah, you wait outside for an hour to maybe get a spot and then you get three minutes and yeah. there's nobody there in the audience except for other comics. And yeah. And, and it's like, not to say that I would, if those were my only options, I would not avoid them. Like I, I would, okay, fine. I'll do two minutes, you know, but it's, it's not great. You know, I it don't feels know. like oversaturation there, you know, like it makes sense. I mean, it's LA. I wasn't really surprised, but I just kept thinking, wow, it's got to suck to be like, wanting to just start or, or sort of up and coming comedian in a place like this where yeah. it's so cutthroat, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I, like on one side, it's great because you're there already. Like you don't have to move there or whatever. If you are really good. Yeah. Yeah. But it, uh, yeah, on the other end, it's like much harder to probably develop and start and stand out. Yeah. Stand like you, that's the whole point of it. Like, Oh, we can figure out who's funny in two minutes and then we'll put them on the five minute show. And then if they do well, yeah. It's, I, I understand that it's like that, but it's still, it just sucks. feels a little ruthless compared to what right. I came up in here when I was trying out. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, shit. So yeah, your folks, you said basically are just kind of neutral on it. Were you born here or were you born in Lebanon? No, I was born here. Um, and, uh, the idea was to like move back there eventually, but it just never happened. And I think you, I pro like my protests plus what's happening, what was happening there kind of, I got lucky that I stayed here kind of, but. But you have no interest in going back when you're older, you think? Or? I always think about it. Like, I would obviously have to have some sort of success in life, just have money to, like, not have to work all the time. Yeah. And then, yeah, I would, I would like to, you know, live in, sit in the village, like, where it's quiet and shit, and just maybe get a couple cows or something. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, and, and then just sit up there for, for the summer. years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a buddy from work who, uh, he always talks about Lebanon and Beirut, I think is where he's from. Yeah. And he's always talking about wanting to go back and how beautiful it is there. And it is. It, 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 and it's weird because you go to some places and it's like... It, it, it's supposed to be Lebanon, the green, you know, but some places it's just all concrete. It's just, and, and people, a lot of people hate that, but then that's also what makes the country great is that you can go out into the mountains or into the cedars and it's great nature. And then you can go into the city and it's, there's yeah, a good yeah. nightlife. I don't know about now, but now it's kind of, you know, but there was a, always like a good nightlife and yeah, good food. Cool. It's a nice mix of yeah. like rural and urban. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, did you ever find it was dangerous or, or does that side of things worry you at all? I've never been. I don't know. You know, you hear the Middle East and that yeah, area. Yeah. I don't know the specifics. Uh, I, I used to, as a kid, like probably up until 18 or 20, we used to go like every other year and then go for the whole summer. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't dangerous, but it's like there is kind of no rules to up to a certain point. Um, hmm. And there's a lot of like military checkpoints that if you... Like my, I don't know, my dad was in the military and I guess he knows certain people so you can get away. And I don't think you need connections to get away with it. But if somebody like me goes there by myself and I have an accent, like they know I'm not from there, 
they might give me some grief. But, yeah. Um, Cause you're alone too. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, if you were there in 06, like when the, and then I, I guess there's been other shit that's happened since, but um, that was kind of dangerous for the moment, like during the attack. And then afterwards it's like, it's not kind of goes bad. back to normal. You just don't be, it's kind of governed. Like there, there is some police or some uh, military surveillance, but it's like a lot of it is governed by the people. Okay. Like if you're a shitty person, then you'll probably pay the price one yeah. way or another. And uh, it'll be by your neighbors, you know, it won't be by the cops. Or oh, whatever. interesting. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing the video of that crazy explosion that happened. The port one? Uh, it was like a factory or something. Yeah, yeah, or, it was, yeah it was, I, oh man, I saw a new angle of that a couple of weeks back, and it's insane. Yeah, the I, shock wave. Like again, I don't know. I don't like any of the news because I never know what the real truth is. Like I'm not trying to be a conspiracy guy, but it's like, who knows what that could have been? You know? Yeah. But, uh, for what they say, it looked like it was incompetence. Yeah, negligence or something. Yeah, negligence. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's truth to what you're saying, though. I feel the same way with the news and, and even with what's going on in the Middle East now. Like, there's yeah. two sides to that. And you keep hearing, like, basically the one side say that the other side is completely lying. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing you get with, like, Biden and Trump supporters. It's like yeah. no one believes that there's any truth to the other side and yeah. there's no middle ground to anything. Yeah. And because of that, yeah, you're inclined to believe, all right, well, then is the media biased one way or the other? Is it going to be some sort of skewed version of reality that I'm being... Well, well, it is because it's like, like depending on which side you're on, you're watching a certain channel because the other channel is like talking positively about the thing you hate and you're yeah. like, they're wrong. And then the other person's like, no, they're and is like, well, there's something happening in the middle that nobody's even considering. Nobody probably knows except for the people doing it. But I don't know, there's probably money involved. I don't know. There's something going on. Well, it's land, isn't it? A lot of the, this is based on land, yeah. but I don't know. It's like, holy land and stuff, which yeah. is crazy. How long those fights have been going on? Yeah, yeah, but I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the details. That's why I never want to talk about this stuff too much. Like, I don't follow it that much either. Depressing, so, personal. So I'm just going to interject a, a, another perspective, perhaps that I was just reading about the other day, which is if you look at the media, and yes, there's left and there's right media. There's biases there, but the top line media do try, I think, to tell the truth, believe it or not. I still believe in the media that um, the, at least they try to do fact checking. There's editorial reviews or things like this. But what makes it very difficult in what they call the fog of war, where there's so much information flying around and you mm. can't believe anything. Mm. Well, and it's, misinformation becomes a yeah. tactic. Well, it's exactly. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's the social media everybody's a reporter now mm -hmm. and they don't wait for fact checking and they don't wait for editorial review. They just, just saw it. They got this 24 uh, seven mentality. They just got to get it out as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And, and hi, I'm a citizen journalist and I'm spitting it out. But by the yeah. way, I'm in favor of this or I'm in exactly. favor of that, you know? Yeah. So. And it takes time to sort through all those comments and make any sense of it. That's why I find myself always stepping away and just going mm -hmm. like, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. I, I don't know. I try not to like in my immediate life, I, I always try to like not uh, focus on or worry about things that I can't control. The, yeah. So then that, affect. that like translates into world politics, which sucks. Like I wish I could be more empathetic and, and I, I do care, but it, like, I don't know. I, I'm just like, why am I going to arguing with someone on Instagram is not going to change. Yeah. Or, like, why do I care? 
like I, I don't want to see how many people got hurt or how many like I understand that there's going to be casualties and it sucks I'm just uh, I don't know it brings you down and I mean, maybe I have the wrong perspective but I'm no just I get your point about like if you can't affect change then yeah you know, I, you're wasting your, well, not wasting your time, but I know what you mean. I would hope none of you it would happen. Helpless. If you told me, hey, go, if you go to this, I don't know, protest or sign this thing, like it's gonna make there's it a huge. good chance that this war will end. I'll probably, I'll do it. But if I know that these protests, some of them are just, nothing's going to happen. I'm just like, what am I really doing then? Am I just trying to show other people that I care? Like, yeah. what, what is... What is happening? Like, uh, this is my decision to make. You know, yeah. people try to guilt you, and well, I mean, I just wish I knew what the truth was because mm -hmm. I even saw that like hospital that got blown up, which is insanely tragic. Yeah, you know, they were saying it was Israeli airstrikes or something. And this is what I'm seeing in comments, yeah. and then other people come and they go, "No, it's not Israeli airstrike." If you watch the whole version of this video, you can see the missile that was Hamas missile misfiring that blew up the hospital. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, who's right, commenter one or commenter two? And I start like reading it, but I, I don't know, like yeah what the truth is and it's frustrating yeah no it's i don't know war war sucks i wish it didn't have to happen like that's the i know i understand that's like the, the it's telling you like that's the hack uh argument that's yeah. the argument of someone who is not educated on the subject yeah but it's like i don't know well because you don't want to to speak out of turn either yeah. you know and say the wrong shit and then people are mad at you for saying yeah, the wrong yeah, shit, yeah. forming uh, an opinion yeah that the, the truth is that i don't really have an opinion on it uh, and so I just keep my mouth shut and hope the best for everyone, my country and uh, their yeah. country too. I don't want, uh, I don't innocent want, people. Uh, yeah. Let's just say that like yeah, yeah. not warmongering idiots. Cause they've got those on both sides Yeah, from every country. There's some of those, you know, mm -hmm. it's the innocent people that really like just fall by the wayside and get fucked yeah. over by everything. Anyways, this is super uplifting topic. <laughs> Whatever. It's let's in, get back it, to comedy. Yeah. yeah. Comedy. Yeah. Um, well, you did make the finals. I was talking about that. Oh, cr uh, crowd work. I did want to ask you a time where crowd work went like super, super wrong for you. Okay. If you have like a story, you know, or like oh, a memory um, of a time where somebody just. I don't know. Um, I, not to say that I, not to say that I didn't, uh, like I've bombed before, but I, I can't re really remember one that went there, there's some that like oh yeah okay so I, one time we were at poor boy and there there was a what i there was a lady sitting in the front but she was sort of like you know short hair and, and masculine features let's say okay and i was trying to talk to her and the whole time i'm like sir sir what are you uh -oh. why won't you answer me sir and then like Two minutes in, she's like, "I'm a, I'm a woman," and I was like, "Uh, you know, <laughs> That's yeah." And, and and I don't know what I said. Like, I don't remember what I said. I, I like sort of recovered, but it was always, you know, I don't think you truly recover if you still have it looming over your head, you know. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that bad. was that was kind of awkward. A perfect example of yeah, what yeah. I was talking about. But now it's like now I learned to to ask, you know, and, uh, be comedically hesitant or whatever. Yeah. That's funny in itself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See a guy like you being like, I don't want to assume your gender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you've worked like the door at Yucks for, for a long time, right? You still doing that? Yeah, um, probably like a year and a half, two years. Um, yeah, I uh, took over for Mitch, uh, Mitch Beerhead, oh, yeah. one of my good him. friends. Yeah, he's in Vancouver now. Mitch and Mike. Mitch and Mike. They're they, both out there now, right? Yeah, I think... Uh, 
I think Mike is doing Mike is doing uh, photography, and then I thought he was in film school or something. Something I don't know. Yes, yeah. it, Mike Timofi. Yeah, Mike Timofi, and then uh, Mitch is doing um, was it like a Foley Foley Foley? Yeah, like sounds. Yeah, where you you know you I don't know break carrots. Cr- yeah, whatever. Some guy's spine breaking. Exactly. Yeah, for movies and That'd stuff. It'd be a fun job, I think. I don't know. He probably likes it. Uh, listen, Mitch. Like I have a. I'm not a great friend. Like I, I'm good to my friends, but I don't. I'm not always like reaching out to them and being like, "Hey, how you doing?" and stuff. Like when we talk, we talk. But yeah, I, I think most people are like that in their 30s. Yeah, yeah, okay. So at least that's been my experience is figuring out like who your real friends are, the mm. ones that might call you every couple months and just check in and see what's up. Yeah, I'm usually that guy, and eventually you can get sick of being that person if you you know. You're like, yeah. hey, I'm doing all the heavy lifting in this fucking friendship. If no one <laughs> checks know? in on you, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> well. um that's one of the reasons I wanted to say that I always thought you were so kind is because you and I have not really like hung out a lot, yeah. but I would always see you coming in the club and you were always just like the nicest guy always yeah. made me feel like we had known each other really well. Yeah, so yeah. I really appreciate that. But yeah. have you ever had uh, like, I wanted to know some of your best memories of working the club and maybe some of the worst one. Uh, um, I don't know. The, the best would probably be like, Oh, okay. My, Again, my stand-up ego is the best is that I get spots a lot. You know, like this week, there was dropouts on Wednesday and Thursday, and I was able to hop on both nights, even though I didn't have a, a spot, you know? Yeah. There was like a certain uh, seniority based on like who's worked there the longest. I'm like second That's on that. That's sick. Yeah. So if, you know, if Chris Boris has a spot already or doesn't want the spot, then... But it was like... I got a spot on Wednesday, uh, and the other guy, Chris Paul, got a spot on Wednesday too. So, but then there was a, another uh, bartender who's also a comic. Uh, she didn't get a spot Wednesday, so I, on Thursday I at least offered her my spot, to, nice. and she said no. So I was like, all right, say no. So you more. can get up on stage way more than most people. Yeah, yeah, and um, at a club too. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Not just like a. Well, I don't say amateur room, but you know, yeah, and, I guess and that's what they are. And that room is like, it's filled by Dylan Block. You know, D- Dylan Block. Yeah, yeah. He, on the radio, yeah, yeah. He gives out tickets on his radio show, and uh, or he DMs people, and um, so there's a lot of reoccurring guests, uh, and they know me and stuff. So it's easier for me to try new stuff. Yeah, I get playful. I, yeah, at the same time, you don't want to get caught in that because they might be biased, but. It's, yeah, it's still it's nice, you know. Yeah, because if it crushes with them because they love you so much, and then you go do it somewhere else and it falls flat, I get that. Yeah, interesting. Um, okay, well, I had actually before I get into this, I want to ask you. This is totally like left turn here, but what do you think is the best shawarma place in Ottawa? Uh, okay, and what do you think is the secret to a perfect shawarma? So I, I I posted about this on my Instagram like last week, and that's where I got messages like. Why aren't you posting about Palestine? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I'm like, this is, and I think I said something, which it had nothing to do with it. it there was a guy, uh, influencer who tried all these shawarma places and he was giving them reviews of which I uh, thought they didn't deserve, you know, but 
Oh, like uh, good reviews or bad reviews? Good reviews. Oh, okay. Because uh, <laughs> I'm a hater. If you can, <laughs> take them down a peg. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was like this. I think I said this is a this this should be reported to the UN or something. I think maybe oh, that. No. <laughs> but I, listen, you, the UN is the UN, regardless of what's happening. I guess still reference the UN without yeah. being associated with anything. But anyway, no. What people are trying um, to say, like, how are you thinking about shawarmas right now? Oh yeah, whatever. I can you know. But you gotta keep living your life. I, I get it exactly. But. Um, <clears throat> I would always say like I'm I'm biased, you know. Um, but at the high, at the highest level, I, I, like it would depend what your uh, level of like indulgence or level of um, I don't even know, like your palate, I guess for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, in my head, these everything they all suck. Like they're all kind of pretty bad. Like everything just, in Ottawa. Yeah, just because it, it there's a, there's a certain thing with shawarma where, and it sounds cool, it's with any recipe, right? You don't want to taste the individual things; you want it all mm. to come together as one, like a melange. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 how shawarma should be. I have not felt that here oh, in probably a very long time. But the, the the best way, I guess, or the way they do it over there is you could choose any bread. People say like you can you have to use the thin bread or whatever. You can do any bread. And then you just, the toppings usually is like just the pickles and the chicken. Okay. There's no lettuce or tomato, but now they have lettuce and tomato. Or what about the turnips? Like the pink? Yeah, yeah. Pickle, like pickles. Oh, okay, okay. Those are like, awesome. Yeah, pickled turnips and then just like the Arab pickles. Yeah. Uh, and then garlic. You could put like that pomegranate sauce. But again, all oh, these. weird. There's a lot of like different ways now because it's evolved or whatever. Yeah, I've never had pomegranate sauce on one. But one of the keys is obviously all the ingredients have to be good. The chicken has to be juicy. Garlic has to be good, whatever. And then uh, what they do is they wrap your sandwich and then they dip it in like the grease, like where the shawarma thing the is. The meat thing, yeah. Yeah, there's grease that drips and you dip it in the grease and then you, you burn it on the on the thing that is heating the shawarma. Oh, crazy. You stick it on directly. And it does like this caramelization thing, and it, oh, wow. it's very good. Yes, but and you can't get that anywhere here. There's a few places that do do it or try to do it. I think maybe like Health Canada was like you can't do that <laughs> because <laughs> when you do it, it, it creates like this flame because it's grease, right? Oh, I thought you were gonna be like it was like clogging people's hearts or something. All the I mean, meat. probably <laughs> too, but uh, you know, you know when you like spill oil on your on your uh, oven and it yeah. get, puts this like little spark of fire or yeah. whatever. That's what happens when you do it. So people I've seen do the grease thing and then put it on the regular grill. And I'm like, that's not, that's not going to work. You know? Yeah. You're, you're, the whole point is to flame broil the sandwich. Sear it. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. I had no idea that was even a thing. Yeah. yeah. Have so, you had, sorry. So of all the, the uh, bad spots, yeah, yeah. What, what's the best <laughs> what's bad the least spot? Shitty spot? So if I'm, if yeah. I'm like craving a shawarma, like, I don't know. I, I want to say Palace, but there's a few times I went to Palace and it, it wasn't even, you know, that, you know. Where's that one? Shawarma Palace. Um, the, the best one, I think, is the one on Maryville. Okay, yeah. Near, um, like, the Best Buy and shit. I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because that, that one was, there's two Shawarma Palaces in Ottawa. One has, like eight locations and then the other one is just that one. Oh, they're not affiliated no they're not uh, they're not affiliated i don't know what the story is i always heard stories but everyone tells me a different <laughs> I story love shit like that yeah little feuds yeah yeah it's something like uh, along the lines of a feud but um 
I feel like that one is good because it has it's busy recurring customers, and I feel like they do everything themselves. So it's like the chain palace now has like a factory, so they do all the stuff at the factory, yeah. and then they ship it out to the stores. Like Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons used to make their donuts on site. And, and oh, they don't they, do that anymore? Exactly. Oh, they get them from like Toronto, and they're like half cooked. They're and, so tiny. Yeah, and then they just warm them up and expand them. And it's just not the way they used to be. Their coffee no. sucks too. Yeah. I yeah, never. I don't know how Tim stays in business. <laughs> Nostalgia and people just like love the exactly the yeah. Tim's hockey connection and all that stuff. I, I talk about that a lot on stage. My hate for Tim Hortons. I oh, really it's really not good. It's exactly what you said. Nostalgia and just like. Oh, it's cheap and it's and there. it's proudly Canadian, but it's run by all Indian people now. For yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think they bought them out or something, or there was some change that happened a while ago. They changed the coffee recipe, and some larger organization bought out Tim Hortons. From what I know, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to my ass a little bit, but I know there's some truth. To that. No, I I know what you're saying, and and what happens is the reason the same with Shawarma Palace is the, the margins, right? So they're yeah. like, oh, we can get. You know, this chicken, it's a little bit gray or whatever, but <laughs> we save $10 a pound. Yeah. And once it's cooked, it looks the same, you know? So it's like, All but right. it, you, the gray you, chicken, yeah. it's terrible. And that's what Timmy's is doing too. It's like, yeah. Well, McDonald's coffee is the way to go if you're getting yeah, like, yeah, drive through yeah. coffee. Yeah. I don't know. I don't go for like Starbucks and all the fancy shit. I make coffee at home usually. Yeah. I started doing that too. I, I, I would go to Starbucks once in a while because, uh, I like the idea of like, uh, you know, Vietnamese iced coffee. You ever have that? No, I've never. Where it's like this super bitter coffee and then they put ice and then like condensed milk oh. and then you mix it and you sort of have this contrast of like really sweet and really bitter. Weird. And you can kind of make something similar to that at uh, Starbucks. Uh, I've never really, yeah, really enjoyed crazy coffee drinks for the most part. Yeah, and yeah. cold coffee is not really my thing. Like, uh, I'd have yeah. an ice cap once in a while, but no. that's more of like a dessert treat almost. Yeah. No, nowadays I've fully converted to just like black coffee. Once in a while I have this like almond creamer that I put Yeah, in I put that stuff, the silk. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's but good shit. Otherwise I'm just like whatever. Yo, they got a limited edition one I got the other day. It's uh like peppermint mocha like candy cane. Oh shit, shit, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I got in the fridge right now. Okay. I'm not huge on peppermint, but... Still, oh, no? no Dude, mint chocolate chip ice cream is probably, like, my favorite. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's like brushing your teeth or something, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get that like, side of it. Let me leave that for something else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I get the argument against it. It's just for me, whatever. Maybe it's nostalgia. Preference, It's yeah. like... And the color, everything. There's just something about that ice cream that's always... It looks good. It looks really good. The, yeah. the, the lime green with the chocolate, like, it does Yeah, look it really looks good, appealing, but... Yeah. Why, what are you hitting for ice cream if you're, if you're grabbing, like, from Baskin Robbins <laughs> or something? I'm a big uh, Rocky Road. I like Rocky okay. Road. And then, the you know, yeah. anything peanut butter. Oh, yeah. But Rocky Road is nice because of the, like, if you make it right, it's about all about the textures. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, get, you get, like, almond, the crunch. I don't like the marshmallows, though. You I get can't. the softness of the marshmallows. Yeah. Look, the, some Rocky Road stinks because of the, like, we know that marshmallows, ha they have to be a good quality marshmallows. Yes. Yeah. Not the garbage ones, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Do you ever have, um, now that we're talking about ice cream, do you ever have Heavenly Hash? Which, uh, from Baskin Robbins? No, it's just like an ice cream, you know, Heavenly Hash, right? I always thought as a kid, like, I was like, this is hash? Like, yeah. <laughs> where does this come from, the name? What, is that with brownies or something? Uh, I can't honestly remember. It has some sort of nut in it, I think. Yeah, but, but it's called a hash because it goes way back to dinner. 
when you'd have hash for dinner. Uh, all that is, is to say mix of all sorts of leftovers that you have. You throw oh. it in a fry pan, you fry it up. And now you think about heavenly hash ice cream. What is this? A mix of a whole yeah, bunch of shit that vanilla. they put together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what is like hash browns? Where does that come from? Same thing? Yeah, I don't know. Hash, <laughs> hash, I think hash refers to maybe the texture or the the way the potatoes are. Okay, okay. Cut. I don't know. Well, because for the drug, it's just short for hashish. Yeah. But uh, yeah. do you know they sell where hash? Ha- where does hashish come from? Well, yeah, it's, it's Gra- probably a Middle Eastern. Grass. It means grass. Oh, it does In hashish? Arabic, yeah. <laughs> They're like, this is just some grass yeah, we're growing yeah. here. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the relation is to ha- ha- hash hashish, but yeah, if we say hashish, like that's the grass. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was just their cover story when they were growing the crops, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that makes sense. I didn't even know they sold. Like I knew, obviously, weed was legal. I go to the shops and stuff, but. I keep seeing signs recently for like you can buy hash here, and it never even crossed my mind that I could buy hash. Yeah, and it's some of it is is really good. Like it's, I've only had it once because it's like kind of expensive. expensive. Yeah, for what you get, yeah, the amount. Yeah, it's like I'm not gonna indulge in that stuff anymore. But and it's harder to uh, ingest or whatever you want to call it. Like you can't just like I mean you can roll hash in a joint with weed or with cigarettes mm-hmm. or something with tobacco, but. You know, on its own, I guess you could toss it in a pipe. Yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. You have to either yeah put like little. I feel like it's balls more work, pipe. you know. It is. Well, you know how your mom used to do it. What hot knives or something? No, she'd have a pin, a long, a long needle sort of pin, and just get a little chunk of it on the end, and they'd light it and just. Oh, just off the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. used to put like uh, a cigarette or a joint that we were smoking. And then you would like make all these little flat coins of hash. Mm-hmm. And then when you just hold the cigarette on for a second, it would stick to it, whatever. And then you'd have a little like uh, whatever pop bottles are like that big. I don't know. They're like 591s or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, those guys, you cut just like a little square out. And then you would just put the end of the cigarette in there okay. and just let the bottle fill up with smoke. Which looking back with a cigarette, that's pretty fucking gross because you're just like letting it fill with cigarette smoke <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> but you, it was really cool to watch though because when the little hash coin would you know ignite you'd see this real thick white stream of smoke mm. start like darting around like yeah. really artistically almost and yeah i always in my head like while i'm observing i'm like this is just some like stoner shit yeah. but, <laughs> there's so it, much stoner theater but sometimes you're sitting and it's you know maybe you're indoors maybe and and the light is hitting the room and you're looking at the smoke go up, and especially for hash, like the way yeah. the like, like you said, it's, it's thicker. so thick and white. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, this is oh as God intended or whatever, and it's like it's just smoke, dude. Relax. Yeah, but smoke know. is a part of nature, kind of. You yeah, know, yeah. I think that's interesting take. Did yeah. you ever do a, like a Jamaican shower? Uh, yeah. I don't know well, if that's a problematic term now in in 2023. Oh, I don't but. know. No, I, I've like. When I moved in on my own, I was like, "Oh, I could do this now." And I did it like, <laughs> I did it like once, and I'm like, uh, "My joint is just getting wet." You know, it's like. I mean, I've been in some pretty insane ones as a teenager. Do you? You've never done that. You don't even know what it is. So again, I don't know if the term is maybe in bad taste now, but I mean, Jamaicans smoke a lot of weed. I feel yeah. like they would stand by that shit. But it's uh, when you go into a bathroom with usually like four or five people, sometimes more. You get several joints in the mix usually, uh, but beforehand, someone goes in, turns the the bath on, or shower, or whatever shower, I guess Jamaican shower, and you close the curtain, and it just gets real fucking steamy to the point when you go in ready to light your joints, it's already like mm-hmm. you could barely see anything, just thick copious steam, and there's something about the steam that the smoke like sticks to it and just lingers around, and you can also do really cool stuff 
where like, um, you know what a shotgun is, right? Yeah. You turn the joint around and then you can shoot yeah. smoke out. Um, so they could do that where like, I could be like this far from you and the smoke would just like go across oh, because it's just it's the thicker, way the steam yeah. like, like floats along the top or something. Or my buddy would do this where he'd put for the, for the listeners who can't see this, you kind of like lock your knuckles together and he'd be able to do a shotgun and it would go down his fingers like a little stream, like oh, a ravine. Oh shit, that's kind of like, sick. Again, yeah. it's like stoner theater, you know, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of that. But the what I remember most from doing that as a teenager is thinking it would be a really good idea and then at some point having one of the worst coughing fits ever from some crazy oh. hit that's now even worse because of all that moisture in the air and mm -hmm. chugging from the sink because i thought i was gonna die my lungs were on fire yeah uh and then the other part that you always remember is when whenever it's done and you open that door it's like the weirdest feeling because you get out and all this cold air just hits you and yeah. it's like someone just applied like wet saran wrap to your body or something yeah. it's it needless to say it, it feels trippy and it's <laughs> pretty good for the head state you're in it's kind of a cool fun experience it is yeah it is i just like i don't know i'm like i'm alone and shit i'm just going out on my back by yourself seems kind of sad yeah it was sad it was, i never <laughs> did it again I'm like, yeah. you should have invited a homie over to well uh, to be fair like i like to steam sometimes okay and that's good for you yeah and i'll do it like a ghetto steam in my like you said i'll just put a towel under the door yeah not even light a joint, but just let let it steam up. Homemade sauna, kind of. Yeah, and just sit and sweat as much as I can, and then just take a shower or whatever. But yeah. Well, that, thing you got to yeah. be careful is the, like, you'll get these drop marks on the ceiling, and if you don't wipe them off after, then yeah. they get nasty. No, I noticed, I noticed in the place <laughs> I'm renting, like, some of the wall was, like, Wavy kind of, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm not gonna do this here anymore. Yeah, it's I think collapse. you need tiles. <laughs> I think you need tile in your bathroom to be able to do that. Mm. Okay, well, I told you before when we were talking outside that, yeah, well, I think I said it here too, that you're not the easiest guy to research. <laughs> but I do love uh, watching you on stage because you're so like genuinely just Caesar. Like, and I feel like I wrote this down somewhere. Um, sh oh, I feel like you, you on stage, you look like it would be exhausting to be anything but authentic. Yeah. Like you look like you feel like that concept of pretending to be anything that you're not is just like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Is no, there that's truth to that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm still, you know, I don't I don't want to sound corny, you know, I'm still trying to grow as a person whatever like really actually find who I am, but I feel like I had this, you know, a sense of like I, I just like to do what I like to do, not because other people are doing it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then you're your own person, yeah. Yeah, and then I got into comedy and it was like, you know, you start off and everybody sort of starts off the same. Like the same way, writing jokes, telling jokes, yeah. you know, the same rhythm, same whatever. And then eventually I'm like, yeah, this feels kind of weird. Like that's why I don't like doing roasts because you have to do that. It's in not roasts. your format, yeah. And then it comes off extra awkward when I'm saying it because I'm not used to practicing that rhythm. You know, That's better though because so many people take forever to try to find their voice. And yeah. if your biggest problem is that you don't enjoy doing comedy that's not in your voice, yeah. that's not the worst problem to have. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't taking out my phone just to be a rude dick. No. I uh, had uh, emailed myself some articles that I thought were interesting, even if you want to weigh in on these. It's just some weird news shit that's going on. So this one I actually have wanted to talk to. Uh, well, I, I think I've talked to you about it, but I wanted to bring it up on the podcast because I thought it was crazy that Thailand uh, legalized recreational weed like yeah, in 2022. Yeah. They're only one of the few countries like us that it's just 
nobody cares anymore. Yeah. And since then, I saw this announcement that now apparently Mike Tyson is involved with, <laughs> where it's it's of a course. weed boxing championship. Oh my god! Okay, so former heavyweight champ and canapreneur. I've never heard that. Uh, good good word though. Mike Tyson is launching the so-called weed boxing championship in August 27th <laughs> in Koh Samui. Thailand's second largest island. According to Javier Haas, uh, from wherever the fuck he's writing from, Mike Tyson is starting a weed boxing championship in Thailand. Okay. But they're saying that participants will be required to smoke a bong or a joint before <laughs> the fight. Oh and the God. audience is encouraged to do so as well. Okay. So, like, do you think this is a good idea or is this going to be horribly a bad situation? Or is it going to be boring? That's what I was thinking, too. Are they just going to yeah. be like, yo, I don't want to fight you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is it regular boxing or like Muay Thai boxing? Uh, Do they say no? If it's Tyson, I'm going to imagine probably it's regular. boxing. But yeah. I think they've got everything over there. Probably. I mean, look, like, <clears throat> I I think it could go either way, but it has potential to be good because it's like if you're getting these guys that are really good at boxing, like think about something that you're good at, that when you smoke weed, you kind of... Get in the zone somehow. You get in the zone. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, if you're... If you buy a desk from Ikea and you smoke a joint, you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? Like, that's when you <laughs> that's when you sort of lose it. But if you already have like a mastery over something, yeah, you're sort of already doing it without thinking about it. And you're uh, not anxious about it, really. Yeah, yeah. and you're regular. Like, so when you smoke a joint, it's just like, okay, maybe you have better instincts here, maybe less there. But So you're uh, thinking it could be like one of the best fights you've ever seen kind of thing. I'm, I'm saying I, I would I would watch that for sure. That's very interesting. And it's like Mike Tyson is sick because he just has money now and <laughs> he's just doing shit fuck. that he thinks is cool. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I think know. it could go both ways, but I think if, if what you said is true, like if it's two fighters who regularly smoke weed already, then yeah. I think like that would probably be the outcome where they get into the zone and shit. But if yeah. it's somebody who never smokes, that's that could true. fuck up his game hard. That's true. But again, if, you, if you've if you never smoked, then maybe you won't sign up. Yeah, why that. are you going to the weed boxing championship, yeah, yeah. I guess? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe the punches wouldn't hurt as much. That's, that's true, yeah. Yeah, I think, but... I was just thinking it would maybe make you too docile where you're just like, eh, I don't really want to do this. I don't feel like aggressive right now. I just yeah. want to chill out and watch TV or something, you know? It's Yeah, it's hard to think of that perspective, you know, because I don't do any of that shit. But it's like if, if I if I relate it to comedy, like I know that uh, it does make me more docile, but then and I've known other people that prefer to smoke weed because it makes them sharper. Yeah. So I think also it depends on the personality, you know? For sure. And then maybe some people will be more like flinchy or afraid, like, and that'll throw them off their game. Like, depends uh, on the circumstance too. Yeah. Like, are you smoking before you do like a room of like 12 people or yeah. are you smoking before you do a theater show or something that's going to be, true, yeah. the stakes might affect your vibe too, you know? Yeah, yeah. But some people, yeah, some people like Seth Rogen, I've heard him in interviews where he just smokes all day, every day. And, yeah. you know, he's fucking successful. He's doing it. Well, that's yeah. When when it's when that's your normal. Tommy Chong, Willie Nelson, Snoop yeah. Dogg, all these people that just like they're like, no, this is just how I operate. Yeah, it's it's like obviously alcohol is worse, but it's this equivalent of like a functioning alcoholic. Yeah, like I you know I worked with this guy who like when I worked. That's at a lot us, of comedians. I was gonna say. Yeah, I mean a lot of comedians, <laughs> a lot of and and like they have day jobs and they just like get wasted there and then come have five drinks at an open mic like huh? oh man the, the second part's not so bad but day drinking at your day job is a little bit sad I feel it, like. it is and and you know but again like uh, this guy i knew he would uh, like i would see him 
sneak out to lunch when he had like a bottle of yeah whatever uh, rum in his bag or whatever but Jesus. this guy was like very and i'm not just saying this to embellish the story but this guy was very smart like he, he this was at a cell phone repair shop oh and he was good at his job and still? he was like an actual engineer he was overqualified for this job oh wow and he would be taking like i know that he's drunk and he would be taking <laughs> apart phones and looking at them with a microscope and doing all kind of crazy maybe shit he just wanted the challenge of trying to do it with a buzz on maybe yeah the, the drunken master you know that's well, as long as he was taking the bus <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think he was yeah <laughs> all right well um here's another one. Oh, that one's kind of depressing that one's about china, <laughs> china and nukes oh so this one i found was interesting though okay Climate change is a, a matter of life and death for people with albinism or albinism. I'm not sure how you, how do you pronounce that? My dad would probably know or either, or it's one of those. Yeah. Albinism is what I'd say. Okay. But, yeah. but they're saying, yeah, that, uh, studying climate change, it's impacts on skin cancer with people with albinism are both deadly and largely overlooked. Mm. And they're saying that in Africa alone, persons with albinism are up to 1,000 times more likely to develop skin cancer, <sighs> with many dying by the age of 40. Isn't that crazy? It's time to get out of Africa. I mean, if you're, <laughs> go if to you're, Scandinavia. If it was that easy to do, I think a lot of people in the, in the you know, more yeah. poverty-stricken parts of Africa would not be there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're born... Like if you're born an albino in Africa, like uh, I mean, God hates you. God, yeah, like God, <laughs> God put you there for a reason, maybe. But it's I don't know. It's like, do they just gotta like try to stay out of the sun? I guess as much as possible, because they're talking here about trying cloaks, to get um, yeah. free uh, fucking sunscreen. Yeah, yeah, given okay. out for like for all of Africa, but really especially these people. It's, yeah. it's their eyes too, especially they they can develop a lot of eye damage i think oh, over a lifetime yeah. oh their eyes are more sensitive to yeah. the sun yeah oh interesting i didn't know that that's oh, some weird man. stuff like i'm not trying to call them weird but that would be like a very different lot in life to be an mm. albino yeah because otherwise you're you're still you, you can walk you could talk like you still have a lot of options to succeed but i don't know be an interesting way to have to live because you know people are going to make fun of you at least when you're young probably yeah yeah you ever seen that movie powder no oh, i should watch I, I've, I've heard of it should watch it was like one of my favorite movies growing up and yeah. still it, it gets you in the feels man it's about this kid they find and he's been living in his grandparents like basement they kind of keep him like locked up down there because he's an albino and, mm. and this is i think it's set in like maybe the 70s or 80s or something oh, yeah so his parents died his mom dur died during childbirth which you later find out yeah. she was like struck by lightning or something and then <laughs> and then she died from that but that's why this guy he's got like all these crazy electrical powers and shit oh, okay, kind of okay, okay. and they kept him locked up down there and all that was down there was books so he's like super fucking smart too but he has mm. zero social skills and he's kind of terrified of anything that's not this basement yeah. but when the social workers they find out he's down there they get him out they try to put him in school and it's the movie's all just kind of about that him trying to acclimate to society and you're realizing okay there's something weird like whenever he's around the tv it goes off and stuff like that um and his hair stands up during a yeah, storm yeah. and it's just kind of a cool movie because it's not as far-fetched as like like a marvel movie yeah. they try to keep it in the realm of like oh maybe this could happen like he yeah. was his mom was struck by lightning and jeff goldblum is like the teacher okay who's trying you know the guy from jurassic Park. yeah, yeah. He's, he's always in those weird yeah <laughs> it's it's a good movie for him but yeah it is there's a part in that movie that like really stuck with me as a kid i don't think i've talked about this on the podcast but um <clears throat> where they make him go on this like hunting trip with some of the other parents and students from the school and he doesn't really want to go and then they shoot a deer and he's like 
traumatized by this course, shit. Yeah. Uh, and it, he somehow gets his hand on the deer and they come over like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? And he's like, it's in pain. And then they're like, oh, you fucking loser, you know, being a dick to him. So yeah. he grabs the, the arm of the guy who shot the deer. And then he like makes the guy feel the pain that the deer oh, is in. Oh shit! Yeah, and it's okay. like it's a heavy scene. Really yeah, good yeah. acting. Yeah, everyone should check out Powder Man. I'll, I'll probably <laughs> add that to the list. Of, I think it's 1995 or something like okay, that came out. It's, good. Yeah. yeah, it's not super old school. Have you yeah. seen? You've seen Powder? Yeah, it's a good flick, right? While I do still think that Powder is a solid flick, and you should check it out. After we recorded this episode, I stumbled upon some information about the film that I was completely unaware of, which is that the director of the film was a complete and total creep, a registered sex offender who had uh, forced himself on a minor, and it's, I'm not even going to go into the gory details, you can look that shit up on your own, but uh, I, I just had to say something because I was completely unaware of that, and this has been a favorite movie of mine since uh, my youth. And it was really, really gross and crushing to find out that the guy behind the film was just a total skis. I mean, look at this guy. This guy just looks like a pedo. Anyways, a bit of a bummer to find out that knowledge, but uh, back to the podcast. And the guy who played Powder, I don't think he was in like anything else. Maybe uh, I looked him up once and I don't remember thinking that he had a real, you know, is he actually, robust career. Is he actually albino? No, I don't think so. Okay, I think they they, just, they, okay. they shaved his head and put a bald cap and yeah, yeah, shave yeah. his eyebrows off and everything and okay. give him contacts. Yeah, because I mean, how hard would it be to find a good albino actor? Yeah, like a crazy, like enough. super good dramatic actor who just also <laughs> happens to be albino. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure there's yeah, one guy. They're not going to start picketing like you should have hired a you know the way Hollywood does. That's what now. they would do now. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's like you're taking away jobs from real albino yeah. actors. Yeah, make the movie worse to make you know to make people us feel better or whatever. Yeah, shit. Okay, well, I've got a couple more of these. Um, this well, this is kind of sad. I shouldn't be laughing, but a 104 year old woman she went skydiving, uh, and then she died like the next week in her sleep. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. So she survived the skydiving. Yeah, I was gonna say it's almost like a little ironic. It <laughs> yeah. feels like she, yeah, she's just like I get to live to 105, and then next week. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but maybe I don't know. Maybe it was like that. That was one of her goals, and then she's like, Oh, Bucket now list. now I can now I can rest. I, you know, I can pop that. I can pop that bubble because that was her second time skydiving. Oh, oh really? Shit. Her first time was at like 98. But I think <laughs> I read that they're still trying to determine that she most likely got the Guinness record off this one for being the oldest person to ever skydive. Oh, she probably did. She deserves it. That's a pretty cool legacy, even though she did die right after. Like, yeah, yeah. Couldn't have gone better. Yeah, it would be some high school kids. There you go. She looks like a nice lady, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. That was the feel good story of the bunch. Oh, and this one I heard about. Uh, I was talking to my kids about this. I think it was July, but at uh, I'll just read it here. A Canadian amusement park ride turned into a nightmare. Fu- it turned into nightmare fuel uh, after stopping suddenly, suspending passengers upside down, seventy feet above the ground for thirty minutes. It's like one of those. Oh, like boat things. So they're just completely upside down at Wonderland. This happened. How like how long would it take for? That to damage you. Like, That's what I was thinking. I like your brain, that, all the fucking blood's rushing yeah. there. And 
Uh, that's where you worry about, you know, it's it's going to drain to your head. It's going to pop the pressure up in your head. So if you got any weak vessels that, you know, when you were 75 or something, it might be the stroke that took you out. You yeah. get to get to enjoy that at 32 because oh, you've been hung upside down for an 30 minutes. 30 years too early. Yeah. Was anyone affected by it? Or? Uh, it I believe it said that there was just uh, two people that like had chest pain after, <laughs> which I guess maybe the next day just, she died or something. Just chest pain. <laughs> Well, they, they, mean, there were no fatalities, you know. I didn't even say anything about going to the hospital, so I'm imagining it was just, you yeah. know, they could have just been shook up. But I mean, listen, if you Google chest pain, you're not going to get some good results, you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Some of the worst shit is chest pain. So. Self- he was just anxious, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, self doctoring on Google is it's a terrible. Nightmare. Yeah. yeah, you can go down a rabbit hole. I've already been quick. been through that in my life. Uh, I never do that again. Yeah. No, because you're just always going to find the terror. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I, I'm going to ask you guys to guess instead, because this was about China is expanding its <clears throat> nu- nuclear stockpile, okay? And they're not quite up to the leading stockpiles. First of all, who do you think are the two people with the most nukes? Very easy, I would imagine. For I, I mean, I would say U.S. maybe. And U.S. for sure. Yeah, U.S. for sure. Russia? Yeah, I don't yeah know. U.S. Yeah. and Russia. Yeah. Although North Korea, who knows? Or you know, No, North Korea doesn't have a huge bank. They're just they, fronting. They only figured out how to do it there about a dozen years ago, so they got a few. Okay, so here's my question to you. Uh, what is the size, and I guess this is in warheads, uh, of Russia and U.S.'s nuclear arsenals? What is your estimation, and who do you think has slightly more than the other? Like, as far as how many? How many warheads? I mean, this is just according to this article, but the number blew me away. Like, how do you ever need that many if one will ruin the world forever? Well, but, one won't ruin the world forever. Oh, that's true. They've blown up a bunch of them over. Yeah, over I mean, I mean, it's if if you drop a nuke on Ottawa, you know, just a five megaton or something like that, it's going to have, you know, a pretty bad effect downtown but if you're out in orleans you're probably going to be okay but like, ambient radiation is going to oh well, you've got you've got fallout and stuff to deal with but i mean the explosion is not going to take you out mm. there'll be a shockwave that will go but if you are a bit prepared for it you're you're going to i would survive. imagine they have bigger ones than that they I mean, well they ha- that that's never it. used in these stock so warheads is an interesting um term yeah term because that's like you know one bomb but the bombs can be all different sizes including some big fuckers that'll do like major damage yeah. right so but if you're going to talk warheads i my guess is going to be like for someone like russia it's somewhere between like 1500 and 3000 or something like that i think um, okay you got I, yeah i was gonna say a thousand uh, okay i have no so idea like it's russia just a has slightly guess. more than the u.s with 5889 <sighs> and u.s is just over five like five thousand two hundred and forty four why do yeah. you need 5,000? I mean, I think that is overkill. Also for me, like, again, the conspiracy brain is like, what others, like, what kind of like lasers and shit do they, like that they're not new weapons showing we to the public. About. Yeah. You know? Or bio warfare. Like yeah. they'll yeah. just drop the new COVID. Yeah, exactly. Just that's, uh, yeah, fucking. There's probably some truth to that. I don't think that's conspiracy. No, yeah. They'd be dumb not to be experimenting with that stuff, really. Because yeah, yeah. the, their enemy's probably doing it. And that's what always fuels this. It's like, well, we don't want to be the one caught with our pants down when China drops some crazy parasite bomb on us. We should have had one of those. And that's, yeah. you know, because it's crazy when you go back in history of um, nuclear testing, mm-hmm. where they, they were just blowing them up to see what happened and like yeah. study the shit without any regard to like the causality of what's going to happen to to the earth, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they did a lot. I, I can't remember how many, but it was dozens for sure. 
Yeah, but there it wasn't quite that black and white at the time. I think there was those there were those people who were very concerned about. Well, hey, we're playing with. I mean, even Oppenheimer himself, right, was yeah. a little worried about him. The, the one they they lit that time in the desert, the the big one there that they lit, they were worried that the atmosphere was going to catch on fire. So why do yeah. it? Well, because that was one person. The rest of them said, "Ah, no, we'll be fine." Yeah. <laughs> well, you see these ones where uh, they do them out at sea, and there's people you know, watching from somewhere on a boat filming this thing. And I always wonder, like, did that person get like royally screwed over because they were standing here? Yeah. That's the bikini atoll ones that they did. Well, there's the many they yeah. did in the ocean. Yeah, but, but the one with all those warships, they're all old old destroyers and things oh, like that. Oh, those were empty though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They yeah. just towed them out there for the, see the, the how, how, yeah, how bad was it going to be? Yeah. Wasn't there like a movie, uh, the, the maybe it was like a Geng the Genghis Khan movie or whatever, it was filmed like on a nuclear... I didn't know that. Test site, and then a bunch of people got cancer or something. I, I don't know if oh, I'm talking about that. Ass, Shit, I'm going to look that up. Yeah, yeah, I don't no, know. I don't there are, fact check there are some things like that. Yeah, we, we would need to fact check a lot of this stuff. But yeah. but even in uh, you know in the U.S. desert where they did a lot of these tests, I mean, there were small communities downwind and things like that, and they, mm. they studied the cancer rates on those guys for a long time. One thing I think is, if we're going conspiracies here, I'm going to throw it into the alien route yeah, because yeah. Um, I always thought Roswell was really interesting, which I believe was in 1947. If I'm not mistaken, it might've been 49. It's one or the other. But when you think about that, isn't it interesting that if aliens came to visit, that it's so soon after we did like Hiroshima and yeah. Nagasaki and blew up those nukes that they're like, all right, they're coming to intervene or check it out or monitor yeah. us. Like, okay, this is an important milestone in the possible destruction of this planet, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm kind of on the fringe of that. Like I, I don't seek information myself, but I have a, friend another comic uh chris paul he's oh yeah he's another, really another into that stuff. Too. yeah yeah he works at yucks too but he like he reads art all kind of articles and stuff and it's like, okay who knows what it, <clears throat> what is real what isn't but one of the things they say is that they often appear in like wh where there is sightings a lot of the times it's above like war zones or something you know what i mean mm, like yeah i've heard that as well yeah or, or nuclear you know nuclear test sites or whatever yeah yeah um so there there might be something to that where they're just like observing either what we what we've got like or or making uh, sure we don't or making sure we don't destroy yeah. the planet yeah, yeah, yeah. well because a lot of people think that maybe aliens like that we're like some sort of experiment of theirs you know yeah and that's yeah. how we diverge from monkeys yeah, and all that shit a lot of people think like they're god like they're what god is but then what's their god i know that, that it, just keeps going you yeah, know yeah yeah Crazy. All right. Well, I've got a bunch of random questions on the other side of this page. Unless you have any questions that I, I wasn't sure if you would have. Nope. I'm a blank slate. <laughs> okay. No worries. Um, what is your fondest memory of high school? I kind of, I kind of not have many. I wasn't a big fan of high school. I do have good memories, I guess. Um, I don't know. It would probably be just like in 12th grade when I started skipping class. And then I would watch the, you know, Steve Harvey show or whatever at home. I guess that would be <laughs> <laughs> my fondest memory of high school is not going to high school. Yeah, yeah. School. Being absent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and then and then somehow graduating without studying. That was like a big deal for me. Nice. Because I really you was. You didn't study at all? Barely. I, I did cheat a few times, but <laughs> um, I just, it, that, that period was so stressful because 
my parents were very into school and then I was very not into school. Uh, they were always on your ass. Yeah. And I couldn't, I, I didn't get to choose what I wanted kind of. I had to take all the sciences, all the maths. Mm. And I was just like, this sucks. Like, this what did they want you to be when you grew up? Did they uh, always tell you like you're going to be a something. doctor or some shit? Yeah. Doctor, engineer, you know, typical shit. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I always knew that I didn't want to do any of that. Yeah. I just never knew what it was until, I, you know, I found the comedy, I guess, but. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah. you got to do what's right for you. And yeah, hopefully yeah. now your parents are coming around, it sounds like. so. Yeah, they're, they're cool. And now, like. Do they come to shows ever or no? No, I, I don't know if I would. I don't know if you I'm ready for that. that. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. I say, a lot of, I say a lot of shit that parents, you know, would be like, I don't want my kids saying that, you know. Yeah. But. Um, well, is your family Muslim? No, but they're, you know, they're kind of, they're old school. Okay. Know, so. They're like, oh, why would you make fun of this guy? And I'm just like, I don't know. It's Not to say that all Muslims are party poopers or something. That's no, no. Like, but I know there's certain ways of it's similar yourself, you know. It's similar to the, you know, Arabic as a, like Arabic people as, like culturally, it's very similar. But yeah. then there's differences within the religion, you know. Because um, Lebanon is Muslim and Christian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the percentages are. But I think I looked it up once and, it, and Christian was like 30% or something, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I think it's still more Muslim yeah. there, but I don't know. I'm not the guy to speak on that with authority. No, because, well, it might be true because I, I went to a Catholic school, so all the those Lebanese people I knew, they were Christian. Mm. But outside of school, like I have a few friends that are Lebanese, they're Muslim. And outside of school, most of the Lebanese people that I met are Muslim, so. Okay, interesting. They're yeah. probably majority. That checks out then, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the strangest thing in your fridge? Or that you might have in your fridge frequently, you know, that people would think was weird. Um, Hopefully not like human head or something. No, no. <laughs> Honestly, nothing, nothing that crazy. Uh, maybe like, it's not that, but maybe like kimchi. I don't know. That would be the weirdest. Oh, kimchi's good. I like it that It is. Stuff. Yeah, it's good That's for like um, the cabbage stuff that tastes like vinegary fermenting, kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really good for you. Yeah. Uh, Same with sauerkraut, you can get it fermented too. Exactly, yeah. I have that too. There's, I don't know, there's too much hot sauce maybe. Oh yeah. I have like 30, Dude, 40. so much. Just like sauces in general, but also most of it is hot sauce, but you know, there's. Okay, maybe you can relate to this then, because I find I eat so much hot sauce that like, sometimes I, I won't for whatever reason, like actually I, when I was chewing gum earlier this week, I bit the inside of my mouth like really fucking bad where yeah. I felt like my tooth go into the skin, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then that turns into like a canker, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. That's and stings and shit. So when you have a canker, you have to just like eat like all bland food and stuff. So there's been times like that where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to have any hot sauce. And I find food is just so boring. Yeah. Like, I just, I need that little kick. I don't know. It depends. Uh, I wonder what that says about me. I mean, <laughs> if you if you get used to it, like on a sandwich, I'm sure there's people that eat sandwich without mayo or without whatever. It's like, I yeah. can't have a sandwich without mayo. You gotta have some kind of condiment. Because there. I'm used to it, yeah. yeah. So you're probably used to it. I'm not- the hot sauce is unique because it's really, yeah. you know, doing something to your taste buds that- yeah. I'm not dependent on hot sauce. I just like it, you know, once and, and then I have a roommate, so he, he piles up his own, I pile up my own, and then it just ends up being, but we do go through it. It's not like just sitting there, you know? Yeah, well, there's so many places to buy it now, too. Yeah. The place in Bayshore is insane. Yeah, Meow, that's hot. Shout out to- Oh, yeah, that's true. They got their own, we got a few of those in there. Yeah, and shout uh, out to Chris Paul, who you brought up earlier, too, because he's another guy who's always been so nice. I don't know him well, but yeah. I see him when I come in in Yuck Yucks, and he's just a really cool dude. Yeah, yeah. He's okay, cool. uh, did you have a favorite toy when you were growing up? Mm. 
I like. I don't know before. Uh, how old are you in the first grade? Like eight. Uh, my son's in first grade. He's six. Six. Okay, so. I started playing, I got an N64 like in the first grade. Damn. And I would say that whatever console I had was probably my favorite thing. Uh, before that, I, I was told that I was very much into trucks and cars, okay. typical, you know? Yeah, that's a typical boy toy, I, I guess. If I actually, now that I think of it, is the only one I can remember was like, you know, one of those Hot Wheels tracks where oh, yeah. you, you like build it and then you propel it and it goes all the way around yeah those are fun and it never works properly until like once in a while it does or if you lose one piece it doesn't work anymore yeah 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 that's cool no right on yeah those are good answers um if you could trade lives with somebody who would it be i i I don't want to make this a cop-out thing but i i always i spent a lot of my life thinking about could i have been a different person and if I change this, I do that and blah, blah, blah. And I like very much at peace with who I am because regardless of the mistakes or the good or whatever, this led me to where I am right now, which is, I know it's corny, but it is. No, that's, that's amazing. But that's just how I believe. So it's hard for me to like. It sounds like you practice gratitude in a big way. Yeah, I try, you know, it's like all these little things will limit your anxiety, will limit whatever. But, yeah. Um, that's so, a great answer. So, uh, what if it was just for a day you could switch? Yeah, so without without any envy involved, just to see what it's like, I would probably do like, I don't know. I don't know, maybe like uh <laughs> maybe someone like Tom Green because he he seems to have like and it's not a disrespect to, like he's famous in his own regard, but he's not like Kevin Hart famous yeah. where people will swarm him. I think he street. was at one point. He on was. TV show and all that, but. Yeah, but w- what it is is like you get fans that come up to you, you get the gratitude, but it's not overwhelming. Maybe yeah. he'll tell me otherwise. And then you you sort of have the financial freedom to do any project you want. Yeah, or uh, live on a farm yeah. with your donkey and your. <laughs> exactly. So I see him like just, it seems like he's doing what he wants, what yeah. he likes, and he's not just like. No, buying for coats and when he moved back to Canada, all the stuff you see on his Instagram, he just seems like very at peace, you know. Exactly. And he's doing stand up again, like touring around. And if he's not doing stand up, he's just on his farm. I'm like, that's got to be a pretty peaceful, chill life. That's how I would like if my life ended up, uh, maybe not the fame. I don't care about the fame, but if my life ended up like that uh, financially and uh, the fact that I could do stand up anytime I want anywhere, but you don't have to like. I would want to. I would like to think that I would do it for the rest of my life, regardless of success or not. But um, no, I just mean like being in a position where you can do it just because you want to. Exactly. And you don't care if you get paid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's not a financial struggle. You're doing it because you love it or whatever. It yeah. Is. It's like, yeah. That, that would. Oh, that's yeah, beautiful answer to something. I thought you were just going to be like, you know, someone <laughs> rich. Like, you know, <laughs> well, you never know what people will say about Elon Musk or somebody who's got a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. Uh, too much responsibility uh, no way right yeah that would be a pain in the ass wouldn't you want to be a girl uh, <laughs> it would be interesting try it try. out for uh, it's a day yeah, you know? it's a I, day. Yeah. I don't know i get i get uh, a girl brain sometimes and i'm like i don't feel i, I don't like that you know I don't, i'm not good but you know what i mean like sometimes women have a hard time uh uh with hypotheticals let's say 
where I'm like, I give you a, like, would you rather do this or this? And it's like, I don't want to do any of those. And I'm like, <laughs> pick one. It's just a question, you know? Uh, that was like with the drinks before we started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gave you three flavors. Just yeah, pick yeah. one, Dad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, that, that would be interesting to be a woman, just to like see what it's like to constantly be on on high alert because yeah, there's a bunch of dudes all the time. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of dudes crowding around you and trying to pick you up and stuff. Like that if it was be... your brain though, I feel like it would take just like a couple hours to just like stop thinking, where's my dick? This feels really weird. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah. dick balls are gone. Yeah. Like the physical, you're so used to that, you know? Well, wouldn't you just want to try an orgasm from a woman's perspective? <laughs> yeah, that would kind of be cool. Answer that question. Like what, What's a guy's compared to a girl? Yeah, I guess just to have that knowledge. But then what if it's way better? And then when you oh, go back they, to your yeah, body, you're like, fuck, yeah. I can't find my G-spot. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I feel like it might be maybe more work versus more reward for a woman. Yeah. I don't know. I can, well, and having I, a period would suck. Yeah, a period sucks. We, they owe like a, or we owe to women like a huge big up to you for putting up with that bullshit. Yeah. But especially it's like if the one day you have... <laughs> Yeah, the, the yeah. one day you turn into a woman, oh, it's like the man. middle of your cycle. Yeah. Heavy flow. Heavy flow. <laughs> That's true, eh? You're like, fuck, I got screwed. Yeah, you just wake up as a dude and your sheets are all bloody and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, I yeah. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> oh, man. What's his name in the competition this year had that good bit all about Patty Mac, all his oh, yeah. about uh, if dicks had to if if man be had bleeding, paid, you know? Yeah, yeah he, was, he was very strong this, this year around in the competition. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, if you were going to run for prime minister, what would be your slogan? Or the uh, Caesar Mac slogan? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> let's just, let's just get shit done. Dog. Like, <laughs> fuck, what are we, what am I doing all this talking for? Listen, what do you want? We'll put a poll, whatever you want. We'll fucking fix it. You know, I, nice. don't, know. I don't need money. I'm here to run the country. Uh, you can keep all my money. You know, you know what I mean? Just Damn, put you, it you might just get elected with that kind of a I, look you need you need political knowledge which i have zero of so there's probably no chance of me getting elected <laughs> for anything but uh i don't know it feels like let's just get shit done dog i like that yeah just be a, a leader and like a leader listens to his people does what's right not for yeah. financial gain or whatever i don't think we got a lot of that these days but no, I feel, and again, I don't know enough about it. That sometimes I feel ignorant because I'm like, oh, it's all corruption and blah, blah. And then somebody will, who knows about economics will be like, it's not all, like some There are it, still good people in the fight. Yeah. 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 But so, I get the feeling too that like old school politics in like the 60s or something, you still had guys like Kennedy who like cared about the people and you know and now i feel like there's probably still those out there but maybe not at the highest levels yeah. it seems like everyone at the top has got their own fucking agenda and yeah maybe they don't get voted in because the people that may like i don't know this is but the people that work with the party are like we need to make money too yeah get, get somebody that is interested you know yeah, dreams are nice but like we gotta yeah. keep the checks rolling in yeah exactly uh what's the stupidest thing you've ever done like mistake or or something you regretted so so badly um i feel like this one might come right to you quick <laughs> yeah there's a couple in my head or can you talk about it no there, there's it ranges from like credit card debt at one point to uh when i was like seven or something i don't know i like to like tinker with shit okay and for some reason i i had the stereo plugged in and i just took a pair of scissors and cut the cord while it was plugged in and I remember this, like, I didn't oh. get hurt, 
But I just remember this like big explosion, and I'm like, "Oh, you didn't get shocked or anything, though." No, but there was like the scissors were black, like it was. Yeah, and I'm like sparks everywhere, and I was like, "Why the fuck did I do that?" Like, <laughs> there was no reason, like as far as just the word "stupid," like that might have been probably the stupidest thing, or just one of. I'm sure there's other. All. Yeah, that's the one that came to mind. I'm sure I had something like that too when my one of my dogs. He's not around anymore, but when he was a puppy, he chewed the cord kind of to a TV and. I like touched it like an idiot. I just like kind of grabbed it without thinking and got yeah. a pretty decent little shock. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like being electrocuted is such a weird feeling. It is. Not that I've had like any massive electrocution or anything, but even what I have had, it's, it's like nothing else, you know, yeah. it makes your hand feel like it's vibrating for like an hour after that mm. or like it's being pounded. You've been shocked dead a couple times or no? Yeah. I have done the odd stupid thing when I was doing some wiring where, uh, I got a little zzz, It's yeah. a weird but, sensation. Yeah, and you wouldn't, and those are light. When you see these guys on the, the vol, high voltage lines and that, and they get one of those, you understand why they're dead because it's, it's yeah, well, electricity so is so dangerous. There's that famous picture, have you ever seen of the guy? And he's doing the life, uh, yeah, the kiss CPR. of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's like holding the guy who's still strapped in who's like out and he's like holding him and giving him mouth to mouth yeah. up on the, the yeah. pole or whatever. Yeah, on on the cherry pickers or whatever. Yeah. It's a crazy photo. Yeah. 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 Those things are, I mean, like that, what, what you described as like a workplace injury, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, if you do what I did or what, like you do that twice, like you, the second time you deserve it. I That's feel like, on you. <laughs> I feel like getting shocked is a, is a good lesson and it's a good like indication of how well you learn from your lessons. You know? I, I think you deserved it on the first time. That was pretty stupid. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like, uh, but I was, listen, I was young. I was like, At seven though. Yeah. At seven. Was, if I did this last week, I would agree with you. You know what I mean? But it's like, well, cause know. you know, as a kid, you think, all right, you use scissors to cut strings and things that are similarly shaped at least. Yeah. I've been think. I think about this memory, like, I don't know, once every couple months. And I, I, I'm like, why, what is a reason that I can even attribute to me doing that? Like, there's nothing. I can't come up with any reason why I would do Just that. Just brazen childhood curiosity. Uh, yeah. That, that's that's it. it. Kids put like a fork in the outlet when they're young enough, you know, but it's the same vibe as same. that. But again, if you do that twice and you get shocked twice, it's like, all right. well, yeah, usually you don't do it twice because I think the first time, sometimes it's simply just defiance. It's like, Oh, mom told me not to do this. So I'm going to do it. And yeah. then you realize why mom told you not to do that. Yeah. Shit. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So your your credit card debt though? Okay, can I ask how you accumulated that? Uh, yeah. Or is I mean, it like strip clubs? <laughs> something you'd rather? No, no. Help? It's just negligence. It's okay, nothing. Just I'm like, not like addicted to gambling or whatever. Okay, so, okay. Not that you know. Nothing too. So that's your vice. Fair enough, but no, it was just negligence. Not keeping track of uh, yeah, yeah finances. Yeah, I think that happens to a lot of people at one point or another. Yeah. Take out a line of credit or something, and oh, I'll pay it back. Yeah, the exactly. Interest fucks you up the ass. Yeah. Um, do you collect anything? You could see, obviously, I have various collections of all yeah. sorts. Do you have any collection of any kind? Um, I don't know. Like, once I started doing comedy, I sort of... I know. I was just going to say, you collect laughter from audiences. <laughs> I've seen that myself. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I started this, like, whole minimalistic thing, mm. you know, not fully, but just, I'm like, oh, I don't need all this stuff, but I like it. I like stuff very much. And uh, I think the one collection I have, I still yeah, have. That makes me look like a psychopath. <laughs> no, but I was telling you before the show, like, I, I really love this. I would love to have this, but I just don't have the, I don't know, the, the and if you want to call it that, discipline to. Eh, but no, but. It's it, more of like a, I mean, I get what you're saying. The, but. the discipline to commit to the hobby, 
You know what I mean? To yeah. commit to whatever it is. But I, I do have a lot of like records and CDs and stuff. Oh, nice. But, uh, but no, the minimalist thing, that makes sense why you don't have a collection really in a big way. Yeah, yeah. I got to say, though, like it does look like there's lots of stuff and I try to keep it pretty tidy. But I cleaned up down here yesterday because I do get to points where I'm like, okay, I got too much of this or, or it's getting too crowded in here. And then I get yeah. like anxiety from it if it's too clustered or not in the way that I like, I guess. Mm. Or if I just have stuff sitting around where I'm like, okay, I'm not using this. I'm not really enjoying this anymore. And I could probably be selling this. Yeah. Then it eats away at me. I'm like, yo, I could be this board game. I don't play could be 50 bucks or, yeah. you know, this card is worth whatever, you know? So I do do a lot of that as well, which is the one way I think that I've been able to continue like being a nerd and collecting things is I try to have an approach to like a very practical approach to my nerdery is like, mm. if I, if it's not being enjoyed, if it's not being used, sell it and then use that money when I want to buy something new that I yeah. don't really need. You know, like most of this is self-funded by selling other shit and then just buying new shit. And yeah, you know, so that's my practice, but okay. Um, if you had a warning label, what would it be? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I found some fun ones for today. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna say what you want me to say. I guess that's very Caesar. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, if you, if you're asking a question, uh, maybe based on approval or be, like not approval, but like validation, like self validation, you know, sometimes as a comic, maybe you know that a joke is not that funny or, you know, and then you ask like eight people or you ask, Oh, how was my set? That's a better one. It's like, how was my set? And you kind of know how your set was. And most people will just tell you, oh, good set, you know? They won't be real. Yeah. I'll never go out of my way to tell somebody, you know, they did bad or whatever. But if, if they ask you for honesty. If you ask and, and, and it wasn't, like, but I'll be at least, if You're not going to brutalize them, but like, no, no. No, but I think that's to be commended, really, because yeah. people who won't say anything for fear of rocking the boat or causing a minor conflict, like, yeah. I don't know, you don't get anything done that way. Yeah. And I like, I won't, I try not to give advice unless they ask, you know? Yeah. And I don't have any, I know nothing anyway. Like there's, I'm five years, like there's, you should seek advice from people who are 20 years in, 10 yeah, years in. Real 15, veterans. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're definitely a talented comedian, but I also I find you're it. very humble. I get that vibe off you generally that you're not like a showboater, you know, no. on stage, like you definitely dominate people, but <laughs> yeah. you do it in a way where it feels loving still kind of. Yeah. yeah. When I've seen you messing with the crowd, like you still... I don't know, you emanate a vibe of like, hey, we're just fucking around. Like, I'm not being super serious, even though you'll say shit that's harsh sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you invite them to that arena where it's like anything goes, like, I don't care if they say something about me. Like, people say stuff about, or I'll say stuff about myself. Yeah. It's like, this is just, we're just here to, for like, for funny, you know? Yeah. Everything that is being done is in the sake of being Spirit funny. Of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You should judge. see this clip on his Instagram dad of uh, this woman saying it's like a red flag on a date if the guy orders a Lyft instead of an Uber and Caesar just goes off on her like, <laughs> who the fuck are you? Like Melinda Gates? Like, yeah. I'm going to call my cousin to come pick you up or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm doing a service for you. It was really, really funny. Bit. And that was, yeah, that was a while ago. But I, I yeah, you should like, post more stuff. I, I I have a couple of things in, in the chamber. It's just hard for me to go and edit them and put yeah, them. Yeah, because you're subtitle. fucking funny on stage. And I feel Thank like you, when man. I saw how little of you was available to people to see online, yeah. I get that too, because I hate posting stuff it can become a chore but you got to get up some more stuff because people deserve to see for, for me it's like i know and i want to sound like i know that i still have more potential so like that clip you're talking about 
I look at that and I'm like, oh, I'm, I, was, oh, I would have said this. Differently. I was so much worse back then. You mm. know what I mean? And I, I, I kind of, I, I always have in the back of my head that these clips will be on. At the same time, it doesn't matter. But I'm, I don't know. I get. I, I just want. You can always delete them later too if you feel yeah. like you've grown so far that it's making you cringe. But that's true. Yeah, I'd say there's some some, um, you know, good qualities to leaving them up and, and having those moments where you go, Oh, look how much worse I was back then, because that's just a reminder of how much you've grown and, and you know, yeah. how much you're succeeding and getting better. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I try not to delete them, but also not post them in the first place. If I know that it's something that I'm going to regret, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or if you think you could have improved on it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I'm going to, the dogs are barking upstairs anyways, and I'm pretty much wrapped up here. So I'm going to ask cool. you the season four question. The last one, actually, we'll have to find a new question when we start back up. Uh, I should also say, yeah, before I get into that, just to tell my audience, however many of them there are, that it's been kind of a slow season. Uh, I think this is the new record for least episodes in a season. It was 19 last one, and this is 17 or maybe 16 even. But hey, I got married. I did a live 100th episode. Uh, I went and broke my arm right after that. Uh, then I went to LA on my honeymoon, came back with COVID for the third time. Uh, and I'm raising two teenagers. So, you know, trying my best here. And uh, I'm proud of all that stuff. And all that is honestly since July too. So it, I'm still so thankful for all the people who did come last season or what's about to be last season. And thank you to you for coming, man. That's and right, I hope man. to see you guys all for season five. Probably we'll start up sometime around uh, beginning of December is usually how I do it. So tune in and keep watching the older episodes in the meantime, if you haven't seen them. So yeah, the season four question, getting back to that though, is uh, what's the shittiest job you've ever had and why? <clears throat> uh, shittiest job. I think, um, I, I'm not going to say, I, it would probably be shoppers drug mart. I, I worked at McDonald's and that was like actually fun. Cause we would, if you're around. with the right team of people, yeah, yeah, shitty jobs can be good. And look, I had really good coworkers at Shoppers that made the job fun. Like we would fuck around a lot, but what sucked about it then? Well, I, I worked at the post office, uh, and uh, you're like I'm a Shoppers employee working in the. So I don't work for uh, Canada Post. I just take the mail and I put it in a bin, and then someone from Canada Post comes or I sell them stamps or whatever, right? Yeah. Oh, I go to the post office a lot in shoppers because yeah. I, I mail out nerd stuff all the time. Yeah, and, and there's always at least like five or six people a day that they take out their Canada Post anger <laughs> out on you know on you, and then I have to not like I've gotten in trouble for talking shit back to a customer because it's just like you don't seem like a guy who'll take a lot of shit to be honest. It's it's hard at the time probably a lot more. I was a lot more uh you know lenient and i haven't I hadn't really like i guess i was still young you know yeah so but yeah thinking back on that having to like wake up early and walk to work and stuff i was just like <laughs> no no waking terrible. up early i i can relate i'm not a fan of that yeah uh, and then you're getting yelled at immediately and you're wearing this hot ass uniform and, uh, which uh, location were you i'm curious uh, beacon now. hill Dude, I swear, I was just going to say, because my folks live in Beacon Hill, yeah, yeah. and I'm pretty sure I've seen you when you were working at the post office. Yeah, yeah, Beacon Hill. How long ago? Um, God, I, it's hard to, to time it. Probably. And I worked at that shop first, too. Three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but in like 2000. 
six or something like that. It was when I worked there in the photo lab when they still had. A oh yeah, yeah, okay. And the, yo, did you work there when fucking Binu was the boss? That's the guy. Guy, he's a piece of shit. Binu, yeah, yeah. And he, I'll say that on the record. I don't know his last name, anyways, but no, he's the he's, worst boss I've ever had. He's Fuck a bomb. Yeah. No, we had. A, <laughs> it's funny. We had a fantasy football league and. um I ended up winning and it took him like two years to pay me. Dude, he's such a weasel. And, yeah. On the last day that I was working, the motherfucker knew he was going to fire me and I was photo lab and there was nobody he could have got to replace me. So he knew the whole day he was going to fire me and he just let me work my shift anyways. And yeah. then at the end of my shift, he was like, by the way, we're letting you go. And he didn't give me two weeks. So I came after him saying like, where's my severance pay and shit like that. Yeah. And he just paid it to me in cash. So I would leave. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even think that's legit. I'm that's sure kind of a sick paperwork move, yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, it was baller like in a way, but he's just no, uh, no nice bone in his body from what I remember. No, when I, when I, manipulative bastard. when i was leaving he got in trouble for something i don't, I don't know what it was but nice. he like stopped working there he's so not there anymore I, i'm pretty sure he's not maybe he's at a different one now but he, he, got, oh, man. he got in some trouble what yeah he was bastard uh, i hated that guy so much i hated him too and he, he like he had, what are the chances we worked at the same place <laughs> for the same guy and, and do you ever go in his office and he has like it's just a printed out picture of donald trump like i don't know if no you no i don't think so, he had that but that doesn't that, surprise me it was, just a, it was like a crumb like almost like worn down paper like p printer paper just a colored printer paper picture of donald trump and i could tell from his attitude that he was trying to be like him you know yeah he read his self-help books. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. He's. Um, I wonder if I'm going to have to blank out his name. What do you think? First name only? Because we said where specifically it, he worked. It's just for... Uh, anyway, I almost want to leave it in because of how much I fucking couldn't stand that guy. And, and I know how many other people he's treated like shit. That's the other thing. It's not like he just had a grudge against me. He treated everyone like shit. He was yeah. just like... The, like the public labor board should have investigated that guy. He was cutting yeah. corners wherever he could. You know, just being like a authoritarian to everyone, making you feel like shit. Yeah, if you yeah. made the minor error that you should be learning from. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's crazy though. That the last time I asked this question, it's like a, the same boss. Yeah. Well, and, and I have to admit, I'm still really pissed at Cesar over there for losing uh, my package back in 13. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I, I'll be honest. Maybe once or twice it was my fault, but most of the time it's, uh, some it's their fault. delivery guy yeah yeah well yo thank you so much for coming man this was a blast Thanks for having me reminiscing man. about a shitty boss at the yeah. end was just the icing on the cake yeah. high five at the end man yes sir you got Beautiful. anything you do want to plug or no uh just uh lebanese weight watchers on spotify we're, we're only on spotify uh, we have most of them are audio but we do like video now where it's just like a screen share on a computer basically okay we're, well, you guys do the live show too sometimes, right? Yeah. So the last one we did was September, I think, at Yuck Yucks. We're going to have, so that was number four. We're going to have 4.5 at, at Poor Boy. Nice. The first time ever being announced. I don't know when it's going to be or whatever. Or if, Next if few months, probably. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we have that. And uh, that's Blind it. Come see Caesar at Yuck Yucks. That's it. Yeah. We'll I'll see be, him one way or the other. If you come to a, t a new talent night, Chances are I might go up because I'm greedy and I <laughs> take any spot I can get. So there you go. That's right it. on. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. See you next season.